Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. I'm so excited about tomorrow. Pentecost Sunday broke things open. We've been seeing healings and miracles ever since. Our church is in South Florida. House of Prayer Church, healing rooms, prophecy rooms, Awakening House of Prayer, Davie, Florida. Our services are at 1047 a.m., 1.30 p.m. If you're not in the region, you can watch our a.m. service online at ahop.online. Just get it straight, www.ahop.online. That's there for you. Get fed. Supplement what your church is doing. Some of your churches are still closed. We want to be part of a global family that includes you. All are welcome at Awakening House of Prayer. Hello, South Africa. God is good. I'm the founder of the Ignite Network, ignitenow.org, a prophetic network. We're doing all kind of crazy exercises, encouragement, going for interpreting dreams. The company of Sears is also part of the Ignite umbrella, ignitenow.org. Join the movement. I'll be in Pittsburgh on Monday night, guys. Pittsburgh, PA. There might be one seat left. Some of you were sleeping. A month from now, people will ask me, when are you coming to Pittsburgh? I'll say, sweetheart, I was in Pittsburgh last month. Oh, I missed it. Get on my mailing list, guys, at jenniferleclair.org, and don't miss a beat. Track with me, track with me, track with me. I want everybody to share this right now. If you haven't shared it yet, share this right now. Come on, be obedient to the Holy Ghost. He wants this message out today. We're going to pray about a spirit of supplication after we do our preliminary prayer, our warm-ups, our warm-ups our warm-ups. And today's devotion is from Victory Decrees, Daily Prophetic Strategies for Spiritual Warfare Victory. And it's titled, I will not allow the enemy to harm you. Come on. I will not allow the enemy to harm you. And here's what I heard the Lord say. Stop trying to figure it all out. Stop ruminating. Stop worrying. 
stop meditating on the negative and begin to meditate on who I am, says the Spirit of God. For I am your light and I am your salvation. I am the lifter of your head and the lover of your soul. I am the one who created you, says the Spirit of God. And I am the one who sustains your life. And I will not let one hair on your head be harmed. You can trample on serpents and scorpions and nothing shall by any means harm you, says the Spirit of the living God. Believe it. Amen. Proverbs 12, 25, Matthew 6, verse 27, and Luke 10, 19 are the scripture references for today. Now the prayer starter and the decree Father, help me become more self-aware of my thoughts and the intentions of my heart. Spur me to meditate on the word so my mind is renewed little by little. I decree the word of God in my mouth worries worrying spirits that work to worry and weary me. (laughs) I declare my mouth speaks forth faith words which shield me from harm. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, we give you praise today because you are worthy of our praise and all our honor, all our honor. (laughs) We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We adopt and manifest an attitude of gratitude today wherever we are, wherever we find ourselves in whatever situation we're confronting. We choose to thank you through it. We choose to praise you through it. We choose to honor you through it. We choose to walk in faith through it. Come on, it's a choice. We choose to walk in love through it. We choose to speak words of hope through it. We choose to walk in peace through it. Oh God, would you fortify our choice? Would you fortify the choice of our heart, the choice of our will with your spirit of grace, oh Jesus? Would you come Holy Spirit and strengthen us in our inner man where we are weak in our soul strengthen our inner man so that our inner man would rise above the emotional reactions of our soul our emotions when our will begins to waver when our will begins to bend in the wrong direction God would you take it and bend it back towards you turn our hearts back towards you You are the one true living God. There's no other who can compare to your mercy. There's no other who can compare to your grace. There's no other who can compare to your power. You are the all-powerful God. These other powers, they just think they've got power. But when they encounter the power, (laughs) when they encounter the power of the Holy Spirit, When these demon powers encounter the power in the name of Jesus, when these demon powers encounter the power that dwells on the inside of us, they're going to run. They're going to flee. They're going to move right out of the way. I said no more delay. No more delay. Oh, the enemy has come to delay you and you didn't see what was happening until it manifested in the natural. I said that spirit of delay was working in the atmosphere. It was working in the spirit realm it was working behind the scenes it was lurking all around and about you waiting for an opportune time to attack at the moment that you would be most frustrated by the delay it attacked at the moment that you would be most discouraged by the delay it attacked at the moment that you would be most disheartened by the delay it attacked and it worked and now you find yourself wondering if you even heard God oh 
Jesus you find yourself wondering did I even hear God was it even God I thought it was God I thought he told me to do this thing but there's been so many delays there's been so much warfare but if you just knew the power because the devil knows the power that dwells in you the devil knows the power of the sword of the spirit that God has put in your hand the devil knows the power the devil knows the power the devil knows the power that dwells in you if you would just know the power <laughs> if you would just understand the power <laughs> if you would just get a revelation of the power in the name if you would just get a revelation of the power that dwells on the inside of you that raised Christ from the dead if you would just get a revelation of who you are in Christ Jesus oh God would you give us a revelation that we would not be a people who take on a defeatist mentality every time a delay strikes just because you're delayed doesn't mean you're defeated Oh, come on now. Just because you're delayed doesn't mean you're defeated. Hey, hey, just because you're delayed doesn't mean you're defeated. If the spirit of delay has snuck up behind you and caused an interruption in the divine plans of God for your life because you didn't notice, because you weren't aware, repent and turn and seek the next step. The delay did not derail God's plans for your destiny. I said the delay did not derail God's plans for your destiny it's still secure it's still there God's plans his mind his purposes for you did not get derailed or taken off target it's not a train wreck somebody listening to the sound of my voice and you feel like your life is a train wreck <laughs> but the Lord would say to you I am putting you back on the rails and I am putting my wind at your back and if you'll just get back on the train you can make up for lost time because I'm putting you on a bullet train that it will go faster than the fiery darts of the enemy can be uh, shot out against you says the Lord if you will just get back up again if you would just believe me one more time if you would just stop letting the enemy discourage you I will put new tracks down that are solid and steady I will put a new train on the tracks that is faster than anything you've ever seen and I will help you to make up for lost time but the devil will try to derail you again says the Lord the devil will try to delay you again says the Lord but this time you will be smarter and this time you will be wiser and this time you will have experience in your back pocket to know and understand that not everything is smooth sailing all the time in the spirit there are demon powers that are lurking behind the scenes waiting to try to take you off the tracks but it doesn't have to be a train wreck unless you let it the Lord says it might look like a train wreck to you but I see all the pieces of the puzzle I see what needs to happen next and if you'll just let me build those new tracks in your soul let me strengthen you let me fortify your mind with my word by my spirit laying down revelation for you to run on the Lord says I want to lay down revelation for you to run on and then you will go at bullet speed that's the new train it's a new way a way you've not been before it's a new mode it's a new mechanism it's a new means you've tried to do it in your own strength you've tried to do it your own way now do it my way my ways are higher my ways are better my ways are new ways for you ways that you've not taken in the past and it feels foreign to you says the Lord but if you'll let me lay down those tracks and if you'll let me put you on a different path 
you'll find that there are fewer devils there to derail you. And yes, they'll always rise up at opportune times, but I know a secret way. <laughs> I know the way less traveled by. I know a way to circumvent the enemy's plans. I know the shortcut. The devil tried to detour you, but I know a shortcut through the secret place. You can make up for lost time. Just let me fortify you. Let me lay those new tracks down for you. Let me put you on that new train that's faster than the one you were on before. It goes at my speed, says the Lord. It goes at God's speed. It goes at my speed. And sometimes it slows down almost to a dead stop and you'll be frustrated and you'll want to get off that train, says the Lord. But sometimes I slow down for a reason. Sometimes I slow you down for a reason, says the Lord. Sometimes I slow you down because there's a devil in your path and you've got to learn how to fight. You've got to learn how to war at that next level on the path you're on, says God. So don't be afraid and be frustrated and get ahead of me when I start to slow down the train that I put you on. If you'll stay on my train, says the Lord, my glory train, you will see that I have the right timing because I'm a right timing God and I'm always on time. I put you in the right time because your times are in my hands, says the Lord. So let me do it. Let me lay down the new tracks of revelation. Let me renew your mind with my word and by my spirit. Let me transform you. And get on my train. You've been on your own train too long. The train of the flesh. The train of self-will. The train of ambition. Get off that train. There's a lot more resistance on that train. Because I myself resist you when you're on the train of flesh. And when you're on the train of self. I myself resist you in your pride. But if you will humble yourself and get on my train. And let me conduct the show. You will see that the outcome will be more pleasing to you. Says the Lord. Ah, Oh, I don't know if you like me today. That was a little bit of correction, a little bit of encouragement, all bottled up into one. You hear what the Lord is saying. We want to conduct our own train. We want to build our train, build our tracks, and go our own way. The Bible says that many uh, the, the way of a man looks right in his own eyes, but the end is destruction. Sometimes the reason why we meet with delays and disaster is because we build our own tracks, we build our own train, and we want to go at our own speed. <laughs> we built our own tracks, we built our own train, and we want to go at our own speed. But God wants to build new tracks in your soul. Some of the tracks that are in your mind, that's what's derailing you. It's the way that you think. It's the way that you're thinking about a thing that's causing what looks like a train wreck. But God doesn't see it as a train wreck. God sees it as experience. God sees it as a learning lesson. He didn't cause the train wreck. You did or the devil did or somebody else did. He never causes it. But he says, ah, they learned. Now maybe they'll turn back to me. Maybe they'll look and ask me to put down new rails. Rails that are stronger than anything you could build. A foundation that is sturdier than anything you could build. Jesus said, if you build your house on the rock, the rains will come, the winds will blow, and it won't fall. It won't fall. It won't fall. It won't fall. You let God put down the rails of revelation for you to run on. Do you hear me? When you let God put down the rails of revelation for you to run on, do you hear me? When you let God put down the rails of revelation for you to run on, you'll be in his timing, and you'll be in his wisdom, and you'll have the understanding that you need. And when he's, when the train slows down, the glory train we all like to ride on, when it slows down, you won't get anxious and you won't wonder if anybody's getting ahead of you. You'll understand that the timing of God is manifesting in your life and you'll sit back and take a nap. 
on the train. Just rest, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Jesus, we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. We'll wait on you, God. You can lay the tracks. The tracks we laid, they were wooden and they rotted out. The tracks you are going to lay, the tracks we laid are wooden and rotted out. The tracks you lay are like steel. They've been put in a furnace. They've been put in the coal. They've expanded and they've contracted and they've been found to be steady tracks. All your ways are steady and pure and holy. We give you praise and honor today for who you are. We'll let you be the conductor. We let you be the conductor. We let you, it's your train. We want to get on your train, God. Come on. We want to get on your train, God. We want to get on your train, God. <laughs> we want to get on your train, God. We want to get on your train, God. We want to ride on your train. Jesus. Jesus. We want to get on your train. We want to be on somebody else's train. We don't want to be on the bandwagon. Oh, Jesus. Uh-oh. We don't want to be on the bandwagon. We don't want to be on the bandwagon. We want to be on your train, not the bandwagon. There's too many people on the bandwagon. Come on. There's too many people on the bandwagon following all the trends, doing what everybody else does, not because you said to do it, but because we think it'll make us better. When only your way can make us better. Oh, Jesus, we don't want to be on the bandwagon. Oh, some of you need to jump off the bandwagon and get on the glory train. Oh, Jesus. Some of you need to jump off the bandwagon and get on the glory train. I don't know who I'm talking to. Some of you need to jump off the bandwagon and get on the glory train. Stop trying to do everything the way that everybody else is doing it. Looking at how this one's doing their hair. Uh-oh. And looking at how this one's doing their nails. Oh, boy. And looking at how this one's running their ministry. Uh-oh. Looking at what this one is doing in their business. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, we don't want to be copycats. We want to get off the bandwagon, doing what everybody else is doing because it's the cool thing, because it's the now thing, because it's the Jesus. Oh, God, help us get off the bandwagon, Jesus. Help us to get off the bandwagon, Jesus. Oh, the bandwagon Christianity is part of the reason why the church is in such a mess. Seeker-friendly gospels that don't get anybody saved and can't grow them up. Seeker-friendly gospels that don't really get people saved and can't grow nobody up. Seeker-friendly gospels that don't get nobody saved and can't grow nobody up. Pablum. Milk. Oh, Jesus. Infamil. <laughs> the church is on infamil. <laughs> I said the church, much of the church is on infamil. And that's great for a happy baby, but it's not good for a strong church. It's not even real milk. It's infamil. Jesus. 
We don't want no more infamil. We don't want to be on a formula. Oh! We don't want to be on a formula, God. Do you get what I'm saying? The church is feeding on infamil. It's not just milk. It's not even real milk. It's a formula. We're taught all these formulas for success. Give me a break. A formula for being happy by Friday. Uh-oh. A formula for spiritual warfare. There's no formula for spiritual warfare. Study the Bible. There are so many different warfare strategies that God gave different people at different times. There is no formula. Can you imagine if David tried to use Joshua's formula for taking Jerusalem? Joshua didn't use different. Can you see that? Dear God, what if David had used Joshua's formula and danced around the city of Jerusalem? No, he went in through the water aqueducts. <laughs> There's so many different strategies. God, would you forgive us for formalizing Christianity and being so familiar with you that we take you for granted? Like a big genie in the sky is a formula. You got to answer my prayer. God, I, I prayed the formula. Pastor taught me the formula. You got to answer me. <laughs> God, you got to let me win this war. I have the formula. God, you got to make me happy by Friday. I've got the formula. God, you've got to fix my marriage. I've got the formula. And you just keep sucking down that infamil and you're getting weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker, sucking down that infamil. I said, you're sucking down that infamil. Spit it out. Spit out the baba and spit out the binky too, honey. Take off them potty trainers. Put on your big girl pants and let's go fight for what belongs to us. Spit out that binky, dear God, that pacifier. Spit out that baba. Come on. You're too big for that. Uh-oh. Have you ever tasted baby formula? It's disgusting. Babies like it, but if you try to drink it now, it's gross. Why? Because it's not meant for you to drink. God is not a God of formulas. He's a God of principles, but a principle and a formula are two different things. God's ways are higher than our ways. God's ways are higher than our ways. He, he moves in unexpected, unconventional ways. God, hey, hey, hey. God is raising up unconventional deliverers in this hour. God is raising up unconventional reformers this hour. God is raising up unconventional prophets in this hour who know the ways of God. And let me tell you something, sweetheart. It's not a formula. You won't find me feeding you some infamil on Sunday mornings at Awakening House of Prayer. I'll get practical. We'll talk about life strategies. We'll talk about the principles of God. We'll go into some deep issues. But I'm not feeding you pablum. We ain't got no Gerber babies at Awakening House of Prayer. Not sitting in the sanctuary. They're up in the nursery. Milk and baby food is good for babies. Go try some infamil. It's nasty. It serves its purpose for the babies. We ain't got no Gerber babies in our sanctuary. Babies make messes. Good thing they're so cute, but babies make messes. It's okay to make messes when you're a baby. 
Paul said, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I acted like a child. But when I got older, when I grew up, I put away the childish things. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, would you help us to take and put the childish things away? Storm in a closet. Hand them down. Do something. Get them out of our sight. We don't need these childish ways anymore. One, two, buckle my shoe. Three, four, open the door. Five, six, pick up the sticks. Seven, eight, let's get it straight. This is ridiculous. Nine, ten, do it again. These Christian cycles. Eh, same church was preaching, preaching the same thing all the time. God, would you give us revelation? Let the spirit of revelation fall upon us, O God. Some of you don't know what to do with me. That's okay. I don't know what to do with you either, quite frankly, except to love you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. The church starving to death on infamil. (laughs) Starving to death on infamil. Dry bones. Dry bones. Going to church every time the door is open and still starving to death. How does that happen? How does that happen? You go to the church every time the doors are open. You're in Bible study. You're in prayer. You're in both Sunday services, starving to death. Could it be possible that all you're getting is milk? Uh Uh-oh. What if it's spoiled milk? (laughs) Some of y'all been just gulp, 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 spoiled milk. Defiled revelation. Uh Uh-oh, Jesus. Yabasho roboboshah. Ekete, 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 okotorababashe, spoiled milk, rotten milk, and you ain't got enough discernment. Oh God, I know I'm preaching to the choir. This is for the replay viewers. Ain't got enough discernment to smell that it's spoiled. Spoiled milk has a particular smell. It has a particular smell. It has a particular smell, but too many people in the body of Christ don't even discern the fact they're drinking, gulping down spoiled milk and still starving to death and seeing hell in their life and want to sit in the same dead, dumb church where Jezebel's preaching every Sunday doctrines of demons. Oh, God, help me, Jesus. I better stop. Oh, I better stop. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the remnant. The remnant that is rising. We thank you, Lord, for the remnant that is rising in this hour to model the way for the rest of the church, to make the church jealous with the blessings of God on the remnant. They'll wake up and come back to you. Oh, God, we need a great awakening. We need revival. We need a great awakening in the church. Oh, God, would you start with us right here today? Wake us up. We want to be fully awake so we can see the glory of God like Jesus at the Mount of Transfiguration. The disciples were asleep until the glory of God woke them up and then they saw the glory. Oh God, let your glory wake us up. Oh Jesus, let your glory wake us up. Oh Jesus, let your glory wake up your bride. The ten virgins, they all fell asleep. Some had oil, some didn't. They all fell asleep. They all fell asleep. Some had oil, some didn't, but they all fell asleep. Some had oil, some didn't, but they all fell asleep. Five had oil, five didn't, but they all fell asleep. Wake us up, God. 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 Wake us up, God.
Judgment begins in the house of God, and yet he is a God of hope and a God of mercy. And he says, return to me. Rend your heart, not your garments. Return to me. With sorrow, with repentance, return to me. Turn from your wicked ways. Seek my face. Search me out. I can be found, says the Lord, and I will heal your land. It's time for the remnant to cry out because God is a God of hope and he can fix this mess. He can fix it. He wants to fix it. But the remnant goes first. After Joshua died, Caleb was still living. Caleb, the one with a different spirit, even outlived Joshua. And they cried out to the Lord because there were still enemies in the land. And they said, Lord, what is the battle strategy? And the Lord said, send Judah first. God sent a remnant of the tribes of Israel into the battle to go first. Beloved, I tell you the truth. Many of you have been tracking with the remnant series. We did the last segment last week. The remnant has to go first. The remnant, the church within a church has to go first and model the way of holiness, model the way of repentance, model the way of prayer, model the way of purity, model the way of abandonment, model the way of surrender. The remnant has to rise up and demonstrate a thing so the rest of the church can see the difference because most of the church doesn't have anything to compare itself to. They've been sitting in the same dead, dumb church for generations. Their great-great-grandma's name is on the pew. And they feel obligated to stay where they are. They do not know any different. Beloved, it's no different than someone who is raised up in a different religion that is not Christianity. And that's all they know. You ever seen these little kids raised up in these different religions and had your heart break because you know if they don't hear the gospel, they're going to go to hell? Because they were raised up in it. They've never known anything different. Do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? They don't know anything different. I see these little ones in these different religions that are anti-Christ, and I grieve for them. Unless they hear the gospel, they will not be saved. They grow up in it. That's all they know. But the reality is, a lot of Christians have grown up in religion. Dead, dumb, cold, tired religion. And they'll get saved. They'll go to heaven but they won't have much of a reward there because they've been sitting and watching the performance every Sunday and the Holy Ghost, well, they don't know much of them because he has not encountered them because they're not radical enough to, oh, Jesus, help me. The remnant has to go first. The remnant has to rise up and model the way. The Bible says the Gentiles are supposed to make the Jews jealous unto salvation. Provoke the Jews to jealousy. That's what the Bible says. That the Gentiles are to provoke the Jews to jealousy. Some of you, you're on my broadcast, but you're in a dead, dumb church, and you're dying on the vine. You're in the vine. Jesus is the vine, and you are the branches. You're in the vine, but you're dying on the vine because you're not getting the real truth. You're getting recycled messages that the pastor preaches, the same ones every year all the time. There's no revelation. There's no fresh manna. There's no daily bread. There's nothing new being said. This is not the time. But you've grown up in that and it's all you know. Some of you know you've heard the same message from pastor every year in and out. It's the same thing. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm making a lot of pastoral enemies right now. I'm exposing something. 
But the show must go on. Father, would you help us? We don't want to be critical, but we do want to, we, we do want to bust some things open. I'm tipping over some sacred cows this morning. Why? Because some Christians are in bondage to their own Christianity, to their version of Christianity. I said some Christians are in bondage to their version of Christianity that doesn't really look like Christianity should look at all. It's stale. It's yesterday's manna. The remnant has to rise because God is intentional. Listen to me. God is coming back for a glorious church, a bride without spot or wrinkle. That tells me there's hope. But somebody's got to say something to get some of these Christians who are in bondage to their own form of Christianity off the bench they've been sitting on for 30 years and into the harvest field. God is not looking for more prophets and apostles in this hour. He's looking for intercessors and evangelists. In bondage to your own form of Christianity. Paul put it this way to Timothy. Hear me clearly. Paul put it this way to Timothy. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof from such turn away. Please. I know they're going to persecute you when you leave your dead, dumb church. Probably the only time they get fired up is when somebody leaves. Up in arms against the one who left. You can't stay in a dead, dumb church because you're not dead and dumb, but you will be if you sit up under that covering. But God is coming back. I taught a bonus session in the remnant, discerning the remnant series on schoolofthespirit.tv. I did a bonus session it was a bonus. I didn't tell anybody I was going to do it on the glorious church. The remnant church precedes the glorious church. And we want to, we need all the help we can get. I'll tell you the truth. We get these people saved. Some of them are so passionate about whatever they're passionate about. Some of them are passionate about uh, drugs or sex or alcohol, or they're passionate about making money. But there's a passion in there. And if we can get these people saved and turn their heart toward God, that passion will manifest toward God and they will join the remnant and the remnant will grow and grow and grow and make the dead, dumb religious church jealous. And then maybe some of them will start waking up saying, why are there no miracles in my church? And quite frankly, if some of you would leave the dead, dumb churches, maybe the pastor would have a wake-up call and, and wonder, why is everybody leaving? Jesus. The remnant has to go first. I'm hopeful. Christ in me is the hope of glory. I'm hopeful. I'm not discouraged by what I see. It grieves me, but it doesn't discourage me. Why? Because Jesus is going to fix it. Somebody's got to sit. Somebody's got to be willing to diagnose the cancer in the body called religion. People, oh, you're mean, Jennifer. You're mean. No. You know what will be really mean is if you went to a doctor and you were riddled with cancer and the doctor didn't tell you and left you to die. That would be mean. I'm not being mean. I love you. I want you to get out of these messes pastors if you are not on fire for the lord you need to go on a sabbatical and get some fire and come back and lead your church in the way they should go because god loves you and he has a call and a purpose for you and he wants to see your church thriving but it's not going to thrive within the old wineskin keep the old wineskin but adopt some new wineskins too the old and the new pull treasures from the old and the new jesus said pull treasures from the old and the new church needs a revolution but i'm hopeful 
Because I know the Bible is true. And Jesus said, it's going to have to get worse before it gets better. Paul said, it's going to get nasty out there. People will be lovers of self, lovers of money, dishonorable. But then Jesus said, I'm coming back for a church without spot, without wrinkle, or any such thing, a glorious church. So that's what he's coming back for. And he's coming back. He's coming back for the glorious church. And I want to be part of it. And I'm not perfect. Dear God knows I'm not perfect. I spend plenty of time pulling specks out of my eye before I go try to pull the speck out of somebody else's eye. None of us are perfect. I don't pretend to have all the answers. But I would be negligent if I didn't warn you that this cancer called religion, God, if it's on you, guess what? Shake it off. Oh, Jesus. This is what happens when you let me loose on a Saturday to pray. Share it. Share this with somebody. So this can get out there. Maybe it'll wake somebody up. They'll get mad at first, and then the Holy Spirit will start to work on their hearts and tell them this is the truth. And I'm not for churches shutting down. But if you think you're going to stay at a dead, dumb church and be the change agent, you've been sitting there 20 years, 5 years, 10 years, and nothing's changed, and you're dying on the vine, you're not the one to change it. Some of you didn't take that Discerning the Remnant series at schoolofthespirit.tv. You ought to. You need to know who you are. You need to know what God is doing. He's working with the remnant. He'll work with anybody who will work with him, but God is raising up a remnant. Some of you need to go take that, schoolofthespirit.tv. Listen, if you want to sow into this ministry, you can do that at jenniferleclair.org slash give. Help us get these messages out there further, amen? You can use Cash App, Cash App, dollar sign, Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the text to give, 754-701-2161, text the word pray. You can sew with the PayPal, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. Lots of new stuff coming out soon, guys. Pay attention, get on my mailing list. And I just speak over all of you. If you need a new vision, you're, you're, you're searching and seeking, I decree new visions over you that you would perceive what the Lord is saying to you even while you sleep in Jesus' name. Guys, I got to go. It's been fun. Share this broadcast with somebody before you get off. Share it in your groups. That's a way to reach a whole lot of people at once. Share it in your groups. Groups are the big thing on Facebook. I love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow at church. If you're not in South Florida, you can watch at ahop.online. I'll see you there. Bless you. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.